It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you as always. For post-Super Bowl. Oh, you, you're going right to it. I didn't even bring it up. It's just, just empty. I, Alex White's off today. It's okay. I thought we were by, by doing that shot. Oh, well. I do like that shot, though. It uh, shows how uh, how barren it is up here other, other than myself. That seat will be filled in about a half hour because Frank Nicotero is going to be in studio. Uh, we're not, we're not, we didn't even do a Where to Frank is Nicotero this week. We were, we were too busy with everything going on last week. So Where the Frank was Nicotero upstairs. And by the way, I just, I just want to say this real quick. The party upstairs, and of course the crowd in here was awesome, but the party upstairs, Sean, you're up there with us as well. Three hours before kick, there was not a seat to be had. Everyone was there, ready to roll. They had their Pepsi products. They had their walking tacos. They're in great shape, which gets me excited. I'm just throwing this out there because the NCAA tournament's a little bit later this year, about a week later. Starts this year where the first four starts on the 19th. Of course, the party will go up there uh, Thursday through Sunday, uh, that week of March Madness. You better get there early. Games start about 9 in the morning, West Coast time, at Thursday through Sunday. Get there early. Get your seat. There's not a better place to watch the tournament games in Las Vegas than upstairs or right behind me if you're lucky enough to get one of the seats here in the sports book. But upstairs, that party, whoo. It's a fun time. There every year. We'll be there this year, as always. See, that's a good promotion to start the show here today. By the way, Jerry is back from Disney World. Jerry had a great time in Disney World. And big thanks to Jerry for bringing us all Disney Disney character gummy bears, which I don't even know if that's accurate because they're all heads of Disney characters. So it's really Disney gummies. And it did not make it 24 hours in, in my apartment. That's all I'll say. Shocking, shocking. A big, big gummy bear fan over here. On the show today, of course, Frank Nicotero, Matt Cox, three-man weave. The Weavers are back after a busy Super Bowl week of a week ago, of course. And now, uh, you know, it's, it's getting into uh, getting into the last week of the NBA before their All-Star break. The NHL just had their All-Star break. College hoops, we're into the home stretch of things here now as well, where when we get to Matt Cox in about 10 minutes, there's one line, at least at what started at today, one of the more fascinating line moves from overnight into today, where Rutgers, we know Rutgers has been really good at home, historically speaking, playing much better basketball right now. They annihilated Wisconsin on on Saturday for the third consecutive win 78-56, that game wasn't even really that close. Now they get Northwestern at home, trying to push the win streak to four, trying to get themselves closer and closer to the bubble. Northwestern back-to-back home wins last week against Nebraska and Penn State. Nebraska, we know, not a good road team. Penn State losing last night, not covering against Michigan State. One of the bottom teams in the conference. It was two and a half on some overnights. Got bet quickly to three and a half. Got as high as four and a half at some shops. Here at the South Point, never got higher than four. Down to three and a half, which is the market low right now. Minus 190 is the best money line you're going to see on the Scarlet Knights as well. I did not touch this game. I get why the market's on Rutgers. Makes sense. Good home team. Playing well. Hard to win on the road. In the Big Ten this year. Northwestern so far on the road this year. In conference play. They beat Penn State. And that's it. Lost to Illinois. Lost to Nebraska, lost to Wisconsin, lost to Purdue, lost to Minnesota. Those back-to-back overtime losses in, in West Lafayette and Minneapolis. It is a tough task for Northwestern tonight. Now, entering today, just want to double-check what I saw earlier today on uh, Lenardi, where, again, Lenardi has not updated his bracket since Tuesday. Northwestern in as a nine seed. Rutgers still don't think is particularly close. They're not in the next four out even yet. Could move there closer with a win tonight. Tough handicap. Really tough handicap. This is, I was saying this to our guy, Sean, and I and I said this, uh, texted Alex last night with the same thing. This is a very, very difficult card tonight for a slate that has a reasonable amount of games in the college basketball way of things. 
Now, we know our guy Sean loves bedding Tulane. They're in action tonight against SMU. SMU's a one-and-a-half-point road favorite. That totals 159. Of course, as the Weavers have said, you don't make any money betting Tulane unders. This is a gigantic contrast of style, if you look at this one. SMU has fallen off a little bit in conference play. They've won four straight. They had those losses against Wichita and North Texas before that to put them on the wrong side of the bubble. Now, with Tulane, good win against North Texas on Sunday for SMU. Now with Tulane going to New Orleans, Tulane, of course, their defense suspect, to say politely. SMU, we know, excellent on defense. Try to slow you down. 357th on average possession length when they're on defense, which is super, super slow. 357th in the country. Then that means there's only six people, six teams with a slower defensive tempo against. I would look tonight to possibly taking Tulane out, right? Now, Tulane is not playing well. They, since the win at Tulsa, the only two wins are against a struggling Memphis team by Deuce, and they needed overtime to beat Temple last week. Lose to Memphis by 12, beat, lose to SMU by four, lose to Charlotte, lose to UTSA, who's terrible. Not been a good run for Ron Hunter and company in New Orleans. And I would anticipate that this is a reasonable spot to get back on them. Uh, and again, it's always fun to talk about the, this team with the way that the tempo they play, the total, again, 159 in the SMU game. A little bit wild, to say the least. Uh, keeping it in the American, North Texas and Memphis. You know, Memphis, to me, has been one of the bigger disappointments in conference play, regardless of what conference they're in. They were on the right side of the bubble and probably safely in the NCAA tournament as of June, as of January 14th. Now... They are nowhere to be found in the bracketology, and correctly so. Losses to South Florida, Tulane, UAB, that horrible home loss to Rice earlier in the year. And they've won three in a row to beat Wichita, to beat Tulane, to beat Temple. I look at North Texas. Well, and North Texas, to me, is not... You look at the Ken Palm numbers, they're better in the numbers than their record shows. They're 13-10. and 10. They're not going to get in that large bid. They'd have to win the American Conference Tournament in order to get in. They also really only have one really high-end win, one top 50, Ken Pum. Oh, there we go. We haven't had that in a while. <laughs> oh, we'll just keep motoring through. We get that every every blue moon uh, in the uh, in the building. Uh, but uh, we'll just keep motoring along like everyone else at the pits is uh, motoring along. Sean, I know you're a big fan of that going on in your headset right now. Uh, but where was I before... Uh, Someone decided to uh, set the alarm off here in the South Point. North Texas and Memphis. North Texas, one-and-a-half-point favorites tonight against Memphis. Uh, this would be a very simplistic money line play on North Texas as opposed to laying the point-and-a-half with the mean green. See, that was a quick alarm. That was like, like 30 seconds worth on that. Uh, North Texas uh, right now, we know great defense. Slow pace. They're going to want to slow it down against Memphis. He's going to want to run the ball here. 22nd quickest pace team in America, the Memphis Tigers. Uh, but I would, I would lean that take lay the money line with the North Texas mean green uh, laying only a point and a half or lay dollar 15. I think a lay to dollar 15 as opposed to messing around with a one point final uh, here tonight. Number, uh, number two is in action. Purdue. They got Minnesota tonight in West Lafayette. 16 and a half. Now, this is an interesting one when we talk about a big number here. 144 to total on this as well. Purdue, of course, has won eight straight. Their last loss was January 9th when they lost at the Huskers. Their two losses this year in conference came the other one, Road Northwestern, at home undefeated. Really haven't been tested at home other than the Northwestern overtime game that they did one on the last of January. Minnesota's been vastly improved 
I thought they were the going into Big Twelve, Big Ten play. I thought they were pretty clearly the worst team in the conference. That's not the case. Michigan is. They've won three of their last four. They had the overtime win against Northwestern. They had a really nice win against Michigan. Iowa kind of sent them back to reality on Super Bowl Sunday, beating them by five. But now we're in a. This is just one of those where I feel like this number is probably coming too large. I get why it's as big as it is. Ken Palm has this at 17. The market had this at 17 on the overnight, and they took with Minnesota. Total's been banged down three and a half points in this game, by the way, from 147 and a half to 144. Just be interesting to see where, again, for Purdue on this winning streak, they just beat up the rival Indiana on, on Saturday. Kind of in a low, low schedule-wise here, where you get bottom-tier teams these next four games from the Big Ten. Minnesota, Ohio State, of course, they fired Chris Holtman yesterday. Rutgers and Michigan. So four of the bottom teams in the conference, you get back to back to back to back. And then you finish with Michigan State, Illinois, Wisconsin, who, again, Michigan State, higher in Ken Palm than they, than they look. Action, actual uh, play. Wisconsin struggling right now, Illinois, to me, the second best team, clearly, in the Big Ten. As we uh, get closer to the conference tournaments, there's some other games we'll get to a little bit later because uh, big Pac-12 matchups, really nothing overly big. Utah, Utah, USC is interesting and a little surprise. I know Utah's been bad on the road. A little surprise. USC's uh, even favored in that game with how they've looked of late. Stanford, Washington's intriguing, and uh, Colorado's been bad after losing uh, on the point spread. They're one and a half point favorite in Los Angeles later tonight. As we Get you ready, as always, here on a Thursday as we're getting rolling here on Sports by the Book. When we come back, we will be joined by our guy, Matty Cox, of the three-man weave. He has a few plays to look at, including a few games we already mentioned here tonight. Matt Cox joins us next, Sports by the Book. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. Our gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Mega Bucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world, Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. And our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part, Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn and so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to Blackjack and Roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Baccarat, High Gal Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. Welcome back in. Sports by the Book is the show. South Point Studio, the site. I'm Jeff Parles. All right. We, we'll bring him in after a week off away from college hoops because there's a, there was a major event here in town last week. Uh, I, I think they, uh, the Weavers will excuse us just a little bit. But now that we're into the home stretch of the regular season in college hoops, we got to bring him in. Our guy, Matt Cox, of Three Man Weave with us right now. Matt, were you on Detroit last night as the stinkiest favorite of all time to get there, basically? <laughs> 
No, I was too scared of the shame that people on Twitter were getting for bed in that game. Um, so I stayed away. I actually did lean Detroit. So can, can I can I get credit for a hindsight, uh, you know, Monday morning quarterback winner there? I did lean toward my Titans. Uh, good for good for Mike Davis, uh, who probably needs to hang up at this point, but happy he got his first W on the year. Yeah, they, they, I, my favorite part of that uh, was the individual fans storming the court after the game. It was very, very funny. I love that. It was great. The stuff. court storm singular. Yeah. First time <laughs> I've ever seen that. That's, 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 that's brilliant. One fan per win. So next, next win will be, be two, two fans and then we'll be three fans. Time. Yeah, exactly. So Matt, before we get into tonight, I want to, I want to go a little macro with you here because now this is the time where a lot of the casuals come in and they're like, all right, it's time to bet college hoops, even though we've been going for months on end at this point. But if someone's hopping in now, what are two things that you would tell them? All right, you need to know about this 2023, 2024 season so far, three, three plus months in. Yeah. Not to cite the obvious, but, um, seems like home court is worth 10 points. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's not like a blanket statement across the board, but a lot of the old vintage home dog spots that seem to have deteriorated in value the last, I don't know, five or four or five seasons looking at some of my data here, but like this year, it's really come back strong. I'm not sure what that is. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of, a lot of it's been made attributed to the, the refereeing and some of these conferences specifically. Maybe it's just the fact that there's more parity in these leagues. And so when you have, you know, two teams more in the same weight class, not separated by true caliber or true coaching, that that home court type of differentiator really amplifies an edge. But I think that's the one thing. Home court has been worked quite a bit this year. Um, and then two, uh, do not get in the way of, of Purdue of Purdue or UConn right now. I, I just I just think those two teams are in a class of their own with all due respect to UCLA. I'm sorry, UCLA, excuse me, Houston <laughs> um, and other, looking at my 2023 Ken Palm page, Matt, update 2024 here. Um, if, you know, apologies to, to Auburn and Houston, but I think UConn and Purdue, um, you know, do, do not look to fade those teams at this point. I, I think they're just sort of, they're on a rocket ship, um, that, that don't need to be in your fade portfolio. I've gotten way too cute trying to fade Purdue and, and UConn in certain conference spots. It's not going well for me. So uh, a macro advice and a micro advice for my two-part answer to your question there, Jeffrey. You know, uh, just uh, taking UConn for a second. UConn, by the way, just annihilated DePaul last night. Poor DePaul. Just a march to the end of what has been, even by their standards, a miserable year. Uh, but you know, the one thing with UConn, I, I'm just curious your thoughts on this and look, has it been perfect? Of course not, because nothing's perfect in, in this racket, but when UConn has played teams, they really overmatch more so than just like, all right, they're playing Xavier or Providence, yeah. like just the normal solid Big East teams. Uh, if there may not be another spot for this, but I'd like playing UConn just the game over against these mediocre teams. Last night was a perfect example of that. Total close 140 yeah, and a half. Yep. Game goes 166 because Utah Yukon put uh put a hundred and one on DePaul. This would be something, at least for the NCAA tournament, that you may want to keep in your back pocket. It'd probably be a one sixteen matchup. But that seems like a team where even the metrics say, hey, they're gonna be really good on defense still, they're gonna probably put up a hundred on that sixteen seed they play in round one of the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and I think defensively they're awesome, right? But but when you're up 30, um, you know, you don't exactly get down in a stance with the same, you know, zest that you would when the game was competitive. So, yeah, I mean, DePaul last night, you saw that, right? Game kind of opens up to attract me. Um, it's just a glorified pickup game at that point. So I, I like that angle. Um, I mean, God, DePaul, sorry, not to go on a tangent here, but just really sad vibes. Mm -hmm. Theory is that Dan Hurley put the extra hurt on DePaul in hopes of maybe um, jockeying for a case for his brother who may be uh, in the running for, for taking over that job and a parachute from Arizona state to DePaul. But yeah, no, I like that, that, that angle for UConn. Um, cause they do want to run. Um, and I think against the better teams, they have to execute in the half court, but they're really efficient, right? Like their sets are terrific, but I think Hurley wants to run against teams that he has inferior or superior talent over, right. You know, more possessions extrapolate or amplify the, the advantage you have over a lesser team. I think that's a great angle. Let's go to Purdue then. Purdue's in action tonight against Minnesota. Uh, Gophers have been better. I big credit to them for getting better over the last uh, month or so. Again, yep. as you mentioned, that this I, I'm a little surprised this number came as high as it did. But then you go look at at, at Torvik and, and Ken Palm and the 17, 17 and a half. 
uh, on those sites. It's just one of those, Matt, where the brain says, oh, take the points with the underdog. But then when the when it's about, oh, I don't know, 8, eight o'clock Pacific time, I'll be like, why did I do this to my myself when Purdue wins by 23? I think pretty first half is the angle you're looking at here. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you really want to be a bully better in this situation, Dawson Garcia, pretty critical player for Minnesota. Um he is questionable on the bogus beat Big Ten injury report. First conference to really uh, un- unroll that this year. It's meant absolutely nothing. Coaches are just putting guys on there for, for no reason. But he is actually hurt. And I think on the fence of playing tonight without him, I don't think they have any chance up front to defend Edie, nor do they have any chance to exploit him on the other end. Um, but even if he is in there, I just think Purdue again, when they're locked in, especially at home, first half is the angle I look to back. If you're looking to ride them, I think second half, we've seen them sort of take their foot off the gas. Um, I think the Illinois game comes to mind where Illinois storm back in that second half to make that game way closer than it really was. So I think you want to be a bully better here and back the Gophers with the brittle Garcia. It has to be a first half angle, uh, full game. I get a little bit, uh, the back door I think could be a jar. That's my concern. Let's uh, keep it in the big 10. Let's go to a game that uh, it's been interesting to see how this one has been bet, but I get why the market has played it this way. And that's Northwestern on the road tonight in Piscataway to take on Rutgers. Rutgers right now here at the South Point is a three and a half point favorite. That's the last three and a half that's out there. It's basically four like a blanket everywhere else right now. Look, I think Northwestern is underrated personally, but this is the first game without Barry, who is now out for the year with that knee injury he suffered. Uh, Rutgers playing better. And Matt, we know this has always been a difficult place to play. Yeah, this game is a quintessential example of the market in the current college basketball landscape. I think everyone's just so excited to go bet Rutgers with how well they've played the last couple. They got Jeremiah Williams, uh, free of the gambling uh, and now healthy, the, the gambling investigation and then now healthy after his torn Achilles thing. And he's been a revelation to this team. Like, oh, I mean, look at their Ken Palm splits, top five in defense and bottom 200 in offense. He can actually create shots, which is like a novelty for this team. So you can see the impact he's had. I think people are betting that angle on top of the Barry injury they were without him last game. They rally, you know, it was a circle of the wagon type of effort. I think you start to see it come back to bite them in this matchup, Northwestern. I'm with you. I think Northwestern is um, disrespected in the market. They have been for probably two years now. I think people just think Collins is a bad coach, but they have real talent. And Boo Booey can make shots and they defend, and Nicholson up front can really protect the rim. Like it's a it's a real Northwestern team. Um, I think the stronger angle here, and I agree with the markets, why I laid three and a half. I gobble up the last three and a half if you're out there at the South Point, folks. Um, I think Rutgers takes it to him tonight. But big picture, I'm with you. I still like Northwestern. In no way is this a fan of Northwestern. Um, we'll see how they develop without Barry. But I think they're deep enough um, to 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 write the ship, to keep it afloat, I should say, uh, without him. Yeah, and look, Bowie is, to me, the most underrated player in the country. People are paying so attention. Know, so know how good Boo Bowie is. And uh, we'll see. I, I think the Barry injury could could definitely impact them in, a, in an 8-9-7-10 game where they're probably going to get seated. And you're right. Uh, tonight is it's more a play on Rutgers than a fade on Northwestern. It's just these home spots have been so strong so far this year. Matt Cox with us right now. Three-man weave. One of the three weavers, of course, him and Kai and Jim, uh, one of the three of them with us every Thursday here on the show. Uh, I want to go to the American next. Before we get to the Memphis-North Texas game, I want to go to SMU and Tulane real quick because Tulane wait, is. Wait, 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 Jeff, Jeff. I can't, you want I can't American ready tonight with me? You, you, do you want? Do you want? Do you want to go to FA? Do you want to go to Florida Atlantic as a twenty-point favorite tonight against Temple? You have anything there? The market. And I, I am like bleeding blue and red in the FAU variety this season, but the market seems to like them more than I do somehow. Um, they, they've not been good as a favorite. Like every team rises to play them, and they sort of you know, play with their food for, for a lot of the games. So I think it's a huge number for a Temple team that their record's been terrible. But, like, look at their efforts. I mean, they've been pretty competitive in, like, almost every game they've played. So I actually like the road dog here. I was uh, this close to going to that game tonight. I will be in the building on Sunday when they go to Tampa across uh, east to west here in the uh, the Panhandle to play South Florida, the the Bulls, who have been a, a nice surprise this year. But, yeah, no, I not a good, not a good spot to, to lay with FA. If anything, you can counterpunch with Temple. I think that's kind of my angle here. Well, South Florida with a uh, with no look ahead spot yesterday. They really uh, yeah. put it on uh, Tulsa yesterday, winning by nineteen. That has been a for uh, Amir Durahim. That has been as good of a coaching job as there's been in the country this year. Yep. South Florida was 
Uh, they were not good in the in the Brian Gregory era, and now here they are with a legitimate NCAA tournament shot. They probably still need to win the American Conference tournament in order to get in because their non-con was relatively ugly. But hey, you beat Florida Atlantic at home. You beat SMU. You got a shot there if you're the Bulls. You beat Charlotte too. Yeah, if you get those three, if you can sweep the board there, you're in the picture all of a sudden. Yeah, that's. I think that's a pretty tall tall order. I mean, they'll be dogs in all three of those games but they'll be short dogs because i think they're legit and um you know they match up well with games i, I really i mean because sean Pryor, i think you know people have been talking about who the they've already uh, crowned um robbie avila from indiana state as the 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 kid of march madness that we're all going to fall in love with but if if south florida can get there i think because sean Pryor, um the pete davidson doppelganger bad boy of college too but i think he has some real PR marketing runway. So we'll keep an eye on my bulls in, in Tampa, but uh, yeah, more work to do there. Let's uh, going back to that Tulane game real quick. Uh, the, I don't remember if it was you or Kai, but you don't make money betting Tulane unders this year. Uh, you now have the ultimate contrast of styles here because SMU wants to slow you down in their big time defensive team. SMU is a one and a half point road favorite tonight in new Orleans totals. One fifty nine. Is there anything to be done here? No, I think both are pretty sharp. I'm with you. I just you think that the way SMU plays, they, they do pressure you, but sometimes they pressure you in like a delayed suck up the shot clock fashion. And against a team like Tulane, who loves to run, they don't have a lot of depth. And I think sometimes there's points in games where they just don't have the legs to push the, the pace as as feverishly as they as they'd like to. Now, defensively is where they have issues, right? And that's where I think some some of those times where you're you're betting on a pace under you're getting screwed with the efficiency part swinging back against you on the over and i don't trust Tulane's defense um even though it is unorthodox and can present problems i just think it's been a little too soft this year for me to find so no i think both are pretty sharp um with lean Tulane maybe at home there desperate team you know need a big win there smu maybe a slight sell high but i've been kind of impressed with the pony express this year so i'm not looking to to fade them um eagerly right now go to that memphis north texas game you know north texas if you look at the metrics it'd be like all right win a few games you can get on the right side of the bubble record wise i don't think they'll be able to get there memphis is to me one of the biggest disappointments since conference play has taken over they are totally on the wrong side of things they need to win the conference tournament in order to get there right now it's one and a half here north texas favored in denton tonight it's two in other places but this one, you're going against the trend here of the home of the short home favorites yep. or short uh, or uh, short home dogs in North Texas. You're going against that, though, in this case. Yeah, this is a fool me once. You know, shame on you, fool me. What seems like five times this year, I faded North Texas at home. The Super Pit's a real home court. I, I did give a pretty hefty home court appraisal in my in my handicap here. I just think Memphis is underrated again right memphis has had very clear chapters in their season storybook right they were awesome to start um had a couple of close losses but then they got rolling through the end of non-con right like racked up some big time wins at vcu at AM, clemson virginia and they start off with a pretty good start 4-0 in the aac they pick up naquan tomlin and they figure out how to play basketball and they have to reset and rejumble the pieces you know the first three losses to south florida to Lane uab are excusable but then they lose at home to rice that was like the real head scratcher and they barely beat Wichita State the next game. But after that game, Penny talked about how I think they found a, a better rotation. Um, they tightened up the, the rotation and kind of just honed in on the guy, this top seven or eight that he really likes. And the last two have been pretty good. I know they won by seven at Temple, but they were up like 20 in that game. Um, and Tulane, they dominated for most of that game as well, won by 12. I think this is kind of another by-low opportunity for Memphis, just like you saw two months ago, where they were going into tough environments against really good teams and putting in pretty game efforts. And their talent is as good as anybody still. I think just with the mojo they have, I think it's a good team to back. Um, North Texas, again, not a team I'd like to stay on the road, but I'm getting the more talented team here that's playing better. Um, and against a really packed line, stringent type of defense, you need some high-level shot makers like Javon Quinterly, like David Jones to loosen up that D. I think they just get this win tonight. Kind of a tough um, back-against-the-wall, circle-the-wagon type win. Matt, before we get to Gonzaga, I do want to ask you about Colorado and UCLA real quick, just because the Buffs are a team I can't quite fully figure out. Yeah. Uh, you, you look at what they were in non-con, and all right, they didn't really beat anyone, but all right, you lose the, a, a, a neutral game against Florida State in a coin flip overtime game. You lose 
in Fort Collins when Colorado State was at the peak of their powers. All right, so be it. Thought they had really turned the corner, and then now they've lost three out of their last four where the only win is against Arizona State, who's flailing, to put it politely, yep. right now. Now to go on the road to UCLA, who is not any good. Uh, this kind of feels like a got-to-have-it spot for the Buffs here on the road in this L.A. double against two underachievers in the UCLA yep. and USC the next two games. Yeah, the problem with the Buffs is they got healthy too late, right? I think they've sort of shot themselves in the foot too many times to really have a strong at-large case at this point. Um, but even the last two, they've been healthier, and we would expect against Arizona, uh, a team coming off three overtimes and a huge win, they would have risen to the occasion, and they give up 100 points in 74 possessions. So, I don't know. It does feel like a team that I can't, you know, it's definitely a whack-a-mole team for me. Now they go on the road, you mentioned, to UCLA, who has been bad, but a lot better lately. Uh, Mick Cronin has this young team playing light years better than we saw when they were a punchline about a month and a half ago. So I actually think they lose tonight. I, this is not a team I want to back in this spot against the better coach in Mick Cronin with the way this team's playing defense. They've actually mustered up some offense, shockingly. Um, now against USC on the second leg of the road swing, that's where I think I'm looking to back them here, right? Against USC, who I know has talent, has upside. Um, I think USC is more of a corpse than UCLA, even though UCLA has less talent. Just the way UCLA has been playing, I can trust them more. But yeah, but with you big picture, I think Colorado is like, the idea of Colorado is awesome. Um, but the substance and the actuality of what we've seen is even recently when they've had healthy bodies back just isn't quite up to stuff. So Tad Boyle, underachiever when he has no expectations. I'm sorry, underachiever when he has big expectations, overachiever when he has no expectations. That's kind of the, the how you bet Tad Boyle formula for, for all you who need to, to write this down in your notepad going forward. All right, before we let you go, Gonzaga on the road tonight against Loyola Marymount. Uh, this is up to 16 in this one now. Where it keeps climbing. Keeps yeah. climbing. You know, and, uh, look, Gonzaga, we, we had this guy, we had the Gonzaga conversation a few weeks ago where, uh, all right, they're, they're the, the probably the weakest team Fuse had in a decade. But they, they're just coming off a gigantic win. They had the win they needed to get in Lexington against Kentucky. They win that game on Saturday. Now they're back in conference play. This kind of feels like a good spot to take the dog, doesn't it? Great spot. That, that's my exact angle here. I'm not going to overthink it. I'll tell you why the market's bending up to 16 from 13 on the opener. It's because LMU is the walking wounded right now. They're down two starters, uh, including Charles Barkley Light, Kelly Lupepe. Um, just a, a darling of a fun player there. They're also another key guard. Uh, Dom Harris, fittingly, the former Gonzaga transfer with the opportunity to seek revenge at home. Uh, I think he is doubtful for tonight. Still, there is talent on this team that Stan Johnson has out there at La La Land. I think, as we saw last season, where they played them very close. Um, I'm sorry, actually, they won at the Kettle last year. They actually won that game. Um, I, I think they're confident enough and they're good enough despite some really troubling recent efforts to rise tonight and catch Gonzaga potentially a little bit that happy. I think Gonzaga wins this game because they know how important it is. It's just going to be tough for the Zags team with not a ton of depth, without like that deep bench that can just keep steamrolling you with waves of bodies and possessions. Um, I think it's a low-scoring game. I think LME really keeps it close. So plus 16 feels like a huge mountain to climb, again, for that Gonzaga team coming from Lexington over back to the West Coast off that huge effort that kind of put them back on the right side of the bubble, or at least in bubble contention where they weren't before. You know, for Gonzaga, that win probably gets them off the bubble for good just because of name recognition. Uh, and uh, yeah, and, and also, too, more importantly, the I, think, matters. I, I think more importantly, too, it actually helps St. Mary's as well, who had the lackluster non-con. Now they get the win in the kennel. Now Gonzaga has the big road win in Kentucky. I think now the WC, WCC, which looked like it may be, hey, auto bid and that's it. Probably going to be a two-bid league, assuming we don't get some zaniness at Orleans in a, in a few weeks. If you're rooting for a double-bid WCC, you need Gonzaga to take care of their business in the rematch against St. Mary's uh, last game of the year. It's March 2nd. They have to go up to uh, to St. Mary's after getting beat at home in that really weird game. Like, that was such a letdown of the game with all the hype code into oh, yeah. it. just had that kind of that low, disgusting, and that, that terrible end of the game where the refs were just a disaster and the Students were throwing stuff on the floor, and Pew had to had to you know yell at the the kennel club or whatever. So yeah, I hope you see a better actual basketball game, uh, and I hope that Gonzaga wins. Gonzaga wins that game. I think you can basically cement a two bid WCC, which we all want to see, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm with that. I will say I wouldn't mind if the Dons somehow won the WCC tournament. They're pretty good this year, but they're well, three. Yes, yeah, they are. They they uh they will have their shots. They go to Moraga next Tuesday, and then they get Gonzaga at home the following Thursday. So, hey, crazier things have happened, but uh, they're going to need a whole lot of help uh, for San Francisco to uh, sneak in the back door to get to the tournament. He's Matt Cox, of course. You can find him with Jim Root and Kai McKeon on Three Man Weave on the tweets at Matty underscore Cox as well, Matt. Pleasure as always, man. Enjoy, uh, enjoy yourself in Tampa on Sunday. I will, and go Owls. Hoot hoot, hoot hoot, indeed. Matt Cox, everyone. All right, when we get back, our guy Frank Nicotero, who uh, apparently I missed behind me. And oh, there he is. Look at that. There he is. You can't really see him. It's too dark back there. But Frank's right behind my head right now. He's going to be in that chair in about two minutes when we get back. Sports by the book. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. Our gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Mega Bucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world, Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. And our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part? Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn and so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to blackjack and roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Makara, High Gout Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. Welcome back in Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Files. And now joining us. Oh, I'm wearing glasses. Uh, yeah, what's going on here? Did you go to Costco today? I, <laughs> funny you should say these are Costco glasses. Oh, there brother. we go. It's our guy, Frank Nicotero. Yeah. He hosts Punchlines here at this very desk from noon to one, Monday through Friday. I do. And it's good to see you. Thank it's you. always good to see thank, you, man. Thank you for coming back. Here, yes, absolutely. Always. It really is a big help since my... Uh, my lovely co-host Alex White. I know our whole schedule, everything got turned up. Is off on Thursday. And yeah, I always liked your Friday on my show, but I, we're settled into the Monday, Wednesday on Punch Who knows? We could change the schedule another. It could. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, and I, we, you know, for Lent, we gave up. Uh, I, I tried to give up something hard for Lent as a raised Catholic, and I, I am not allowed to mention the word Pittsburgh on punchlines because I say it all the time and it's a running thing with Jerry and it annoys Jerry. So five dollars every time I say Pittsburgh, I have to put five dollars in the jar. And I slipped. Was it today? Yeah, it was during my segment. It was during, yeah. No, I that's blame. the goal. The next, the next month. You're going to try to get me. I'm going to make sure you say it at least once. All right. So, and I, and it, so what? So what is this going towards? Well, I, my idea was we put the five dollars in a jar, and at the end of Lent, we take all the money and make a futures bet. I like that. Or there was the rumor of going out for drinks, but that's also good. That's always good. So all right, we're put all the money. We're going to put all the money. We're going to put all the money on something Pittsburgh-related. The problem is the Pirates are not going to be in No, good. no. The Steelers... Overwind total might not be bad. Yeah, but but the baseball season will have started by the time Easter rolls around. Baseball opening... You know, what day, you know what day opening day is this well, year? Well, I, rem I remember the first time it was a March 30th or 31st, and Frank Thomas, if I'm not mistaken... Big Hurt. I think the Big I Hurt... I ran into the Big Hurt last week. I, I thought you said you were related to the Big Hurt. I, that would have been very weird. <laughs> 
That would not have made sense. (laughs) Uh, I believe on a a road game in Seattle, he hit the first March home run in baseball history. I don't know if that's correct or not. Ryan? Ryan. Ryan, wherever you may be listening. (laughs) Um, I think so. so, But anyway, yeah, baseball season's earlier because the – are you saying the Korean series? Is that why? So, no, no. Forget the Korean series, which is uh, what? The Padres and the Dodgers. The Dodgers, yeah. Which is on uh, March 20th, which is ridiculous. Yeah. But the actual well, they've done it a few times, American right? side opening day is March 28th. Wow. Yeah, it's wild. Well, I hope the Rockies are at home. Someday if it's, the Rockies are at home, I'm rooting for snow in Denver on March 28th. <laughs> Someday it's going to be like St. Patrick's Day and some like, uh, you know, honestly. Well, I mean, you know, so we talked about the in-season tournament in the NBA. Yes. Okay. If, oh, you're, yeah. if you're Major League Baseball, and this is, by the way, this is, we had no intent of going this right. way. Right. Okay. But this is what makes our segments great. Here. Exactly. If you're Major League Baseball, and look, the argument is you're the only thing truly going in the summer. Yeah, the NBA, league, NBA yep. is the summer league. Yeah, the, the NFL is omnipresent, the, the as UFL. we know. We have the UFL. We, we will have the UFL, which will, you'll be the number one UFL I'm, expert I'm in the gonna country. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Um, but if you're Major League Baseball, wouldn't you want to? Wouldn't you want to explore? Yeah, taking the month of July. Yeah, and saying, hey. We're gonna play. We're gonna we're gonna make we're gonna make it basically. I know we have to have some sort of interleague games mixed in there. Yeah. Um, but wouldn't you do like, hey, I the would. Be, the best the best two records in each league will play a best of. We'll, we'll come to whatever city. Yeah. And then we just do single elimination for the major league I, baseball cup or something. like I that. I think so. I mean, look at the interest that that. NBA in tournament season. It was fun. That was amazing. It was great. The banner, of course, is a 20th the size of a regular (laughs) championship banner, but the Lakers said, screw it, we're doing it anyway. And they raised one up to the rafters. But I think anything to get interest in baseball is good. Baseball is my favorite sport since I was a kid. Uh, And you see every year, you see the numbers of, you know, the average age of a baseball fan keeps going up, up. It's usually right around my current age. So, you need to get kids more involved any way they can. You know, I like to look, a lot of people hate the city connect jerseys. I'm a fan. They get anything to spark interest, sales, marketing, whatever. I think it would be a great idea. July. It can't be August. It would have to be June. Maybe July. You got the all-star game, the all-star break. Are you scheduling the games on those off days? Maybe extend the all-star break. Uh, but then, you know, the games have to count obviously because you know, you're, you're, putting strain on pitching. So I don't know. I, I would love if there are smarter people, schedule makers that can figure it out, but I would be all for it. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be a lot of fun too. Yeah. And, and for me, like just think about this from a sports radio sports right. show perspective, like we have here Sure. where we need, we like, there's only so much previewing of football that can be done exactly before you start recycling. Yeah. It would really be helpful. If baseball gave us something that was better than just look, the home run derby to me is the only yeah, July event that's worth betting on. Yeah, betting the game is a joke. <laughs> betting the All Star game is a joke. I don't like betting the NBA Summer League. Some people do. Yeah, the I, and I'm not a huge baseball better. Right. You are. A big I love baseball. baseball. I love betting I like baseball. baseball too. But I'm just not. It just. Yeah. I know. As we know, be, being a better, you need to know your strengths and know your weaknesses. Correct. Betting baseball is fit into the. Hey, this is a gigantic weakness. You shouldn't do this. Correct. See, they, even Sean agreed by throwing <laughs> something on the ground in the back there. Sean was very upset. Uh, yeah, anything, just anything to get baseball interest going. Um, I, 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 you know, I mean, look, I was, I was, I'm a, more of a purist. I was against interleague play. Now I think interleague play is great. It's, you know, I get to see, you know, I never got to see Cal Ripken play except for an all-star game when I was a kid. Um, and also, uh, you know, the DH, I was against the DH, but boy, I, not seeing pitchers just fan at three pitches is has been good for the game. Oh, well, wait a second. And hold, last hold, year, hold, the hold changes on, hold, too. Hold on. Hold on. There's one problem, though. Well, actually, you know, now that Bartolo's retired, it's okay. But it does. It Who did, retired? Bartolo Colon. Oh, Bartolo Colon. He was the one pitcher who yes. was, he was much seen. Hit a homer in San Diego. Yeah, and I, and the one, of the, one of the best moments in his history. And all that, that is great. But uh, no, look, it, it's. It's interesting because I don't know if you saw this. Manfred had a press conference today. He's, he's, he's retiring he's in gonna, five years. He's going to step down at the at the end of this. Term what is he, Leno? I'm going to. I'll be a big five year retirement. Okay. No, well, whatever. <laughs> the only thing that I've liked of what they've done is the pace of play stuff. Yeah, Everything that's else last done week has was, been kind of nonsense. Last year work right. Even though, have you been seeing what's going on with the uniforms? 
the City base? Connect stuff? Or, no, oh, no. These new, the shrinking of the letters the, these and all that? These new uniforms. Which I is, saw the side-by-side with, side with Mike Trout. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Which is, which is essentially the, basically, George Costanza's now in charge yeah, of all of the shrunk. uniforms, basically. <laughs> they shrunk. Yeah, right. But, I, I saw it last night. I'm sure I saw probably the same meme or tweet or whatever. But yeah, they don't, they don't look great. And is it is it Nike or is it? It's well, it's Nike and Fanatics together. Fanatics, yeah, right. Because Fanatics, Fanatics kind of has a monopoly. They really do. At this that point dude, on everything. he's been on Shark Tank. That guy. Yeah, That's how uh, rich Michael he is. Rubin. Yeah, um, very but, good. Uh, but it's it's bizarre because like baseball jerseys, like they're classic, they're vintage. Yeah. Like they got the color blue wrong for the Cubs. Like yeah, it's the not... Mets orange looks red. Like yeah. it looked very very bizarre. And on top. Of the uniform names on the back, just looking like they're they 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 were made for no disrespect to little league baseball. Yeah, they, they look, really are. Yeah, they look like they're they look small. like look like, uh, like like little league jerseys. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I was just alerted to that last night. Maybe like you, I saw it and I was like, I thought it was a joke. Then I was checking dates. I'm like, wait, are these spring training jerseys? I I don't know. Uh, I, and baseball uniforms are you know unlike football. This has been around over a hundred years. Some of these uniforms, you know, I mean, so to mess with them too much. It's a little taboo for me, but again, they do. Again, they'll sell a million different jerseys, but I'm not. I don't like the lettering. I like the bigger letters. Hey, going to something else here. Yes, please. Quick. See, we're going all over the map. Here. We do that when I'm on. So, <laughs> I'm sure. Did you do this on punchlines honoring the inventor of the pop tart? No, I know he passed away. Yes, I so know he passed away. The remember the pop tarts bowl gave us probably the best content in the history of the of the studio, the, and they're going to do it again next year. And they're going to do it again next year because there's two in a pack. There's two in a pack. They realized so they're going to be two. Oh, there's going to be two. Yeah, because they, oh, had, I didn't see they that. had a promo afterwards. The guy, the guy was like, Amari, he goes, there's two in a pack. There's two in a pack. And he's like running through the house going, there's two. There's two in the pack. And it's like, stay tuned for next year. So oh, we will have a male, a male and female. I don't know how it's going to work, but there I'm will not be sure how that will work either. But that's, that's <laughs> I'm great. excited already. Well, again, well, remember, you did the, the, uh, the, <laughs> that's still one of the, the highlights of the 2023 calendar year, the, the, <laughs> devouring the mascot after the, the pop tart Kansas ball. State Wildcats. Uh, did you see basically? The, but I know he passed away. The so yes, uh, that that was the point. Uh, yeah. Bill Post was Bill the guy's Post. name uh, at the age of ninety six. Oh, that's passing, a good run. Passing away. Yeah. Uh, invent inventing one of the great food items in the history of the, hi, it, history of the Western Hemisphere. And the original name was like fruit scone or scone. Something that was not Ryan as fun as pop something with scone or yeah. pastry. Was something ridiculous. Yeah. Pop tarts is the winning name. Yeah. It's a better. It's a better name. Pop tarts. Uh, nineteen sixty four was when it was invented. Uh, when what was the original name? Oh, it, it was the Country Squares. Country Square. I thought there was even a different name too. There the might have been Country some, Squares. Country Square. Hey, Pop Tart's a better name than Pop Tart. Pop Tart's amazing. So, I'll ask you this, Frank. Did you see also today that uh, EA Sports put out? You talking about the college football trailer? Put out the college football. I saw it. I saw it. They don't show any. What is? Yeah. What's going to be so different? I don't. Oh, I think it's just because it's been 12, 13 years. It's been a long time. Been a long. uh, Twenty fourteen was the last edition. Yeah, and now they can use players' names, which they never could. So So that's exciting. Who would you put on the cover of that? Would you put the Pop Tart mascot on there? (laughs) I would go Pop Tart. Well, who's going to be the most uh, anticipated college? Not anticipated, but decorated or. Well, highly I, I, publicized football player. Personally, Shador Sanders. Personally, I would put Nick Saban on the cover. Oh, good call. Since, little little just, tribute, little nod. Just to, retired. Yeah. He is the greatest college football coach of all time. That's a good one. Put him on the cover. It's your, hey, we're returning to glory with yeah. one of the greats on the cover. Yeah. I'm just curious to see how the game looks because hey, Madden is. I don't know how often you've played Madden. In the I, last listen, I, there are, Frank Mergie is watching right now, who you've met, my buddy from Pittsburgh. Sorry, Jerry. Um, <laughs> we used to play till the sun came up. We would we would look over at the window, and it was six a.m., and we'd have uh, <laughs> 240-ounce beers. We actually went to the store one time and saw which forty ounce. We were broke. We each had like ten dollars in our name. We would see which 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 forty ounce had the most alcohol content. We'd buy two each, and we'd play Madden. We'd play college football. We'd play FIFA. We'd only play we only play sports. Play all night, but the college football game was one we loved. Because there were so many teams and so much fun, so well, to have the names are great. But well, did you play? Did you ever do the mascot matchups where you play as the mascots? That might have been later on. The where, we were playing where, early nineties. Where the best part of it was that they had the Stanford tree in there. Oh, but I, the Stanford tree has no arms. Is but he they were commenting? Still, is he commenting live? He would let me know. He would probably remember. The Stanford more. Jerry, is there any, any comments? Frank Mergy, I think he's watching. Any, if there's a live comment from Frank Mergy talking about this, Frank, let us know. 
Uh, I don't remember playing that. We played a lot of NBA. We played a lot of college hoops. We loved college football, though. Uh, we played them all. In the college football game, we were always like, we didn't know who the players were a lot of the times, right? You know, you had to look them up. Um, so that'll be great. But the mascots, I don't think we ever did that. But I think that Nick Saban idea is great because you never know who, who's going to be on a team enough. long enough. Yeah, That's a great enough. idea. So call the EA Sports. It's in the game. It's in the game. It is in the game. Uh, you know, this is the first time you and I have been on this show together since the Super Bowl. <laughs> since finished, Monday was, or the Monday before. Yeah. So, so we just, spent a lot of time together. Just throwing this out there real quick, Frank. Because, yep. of course, obviously, Kansas City wins the game. There's now a dynasty on yep. this front. I'll just ask you moving forward. And again, we still have a long way to go. The future numbers are already out here at the South Point to win the Super Bowl next I year. I think they're plus 800 and the Niners are plus 600. Would you bet anything this early? Is there like a team that, like, would you. I, you well, would, you mentioned the draft is in Detroit. It is in Detroit, yes. Uh, Detroit. Um, I think the Lions are a sexy pick. They're fifteen to one. Uh, the Texans. I feel like that. Do you feel like the Texans will take a step back? Like they surprise everybody. It's interesting because in, in the sophomore I slump, through, I said this to one of my good friends who does radio in St. Louis. Okay, where those AFC South teams at the top. Remember, it ended up being Indy and Houston won too because Jacksonville had. Obviously, the unbelievable choke job. Right. And I remember there was a guy preseason said, easiest bet. He did like a huge bet. No, I look, I he agree. Like I, thought Jack, I thought something. Jacksonville was going to win the division going away. And they ended did, up right. missing the playoffs altogether. Houston, Houston and Indy both scream regression to me. But yeah. here's the thing CJ Stroud is already a top 10 quarterback in this league. So if Houston improves the roster at all, yeah. they're probably not a regression candidate. They may just stay static, win 10 games maybe make the playoffs as a wild card, maybe win the division again. Sure. And Indy, even though they really scream regression, Anthony Richardson's coming back. Yeah, that's so that's and they I were, don't know what I don't know what Anthony Richardson is. He was yeah. really fun for four games he before was. he got hurt. Yeah. I don't know how good he really was. I know, but he right. Looked, he he looked every bit as good as Stroud the first month of the season. And so, he had only played how many college games? Like uh, uh, fourteen career starts. Yeah, right. So that was like that was such a I thought a reach, but it looked like he has the raw talent. So for me, I, Alex and I discussed this a little bit yesterday, actually, and I'll, and I'll very happily bring the discussion to you here, Frank. The 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 way that I'm looking at this going into next year. Okay. I don't want Kansas City should be favored. They just they, until further notice, they should be the favorite every year. Exactly. You got to knock out the 49ers, I think are going to go a little backwards because they're probably going to lose Ayuk. Probably going to have to trade Ayuk. Yeah, he already kind of said some weird yeah, cryptic have thing. To trade Ayuk. Right? Yeah. And Purdy at some point the the bottom's going to fall out at some point. Yeah. I don't know if it's next year or the year after, but the bottom's going to fall out. But the rest of that conference is so weak that they should be the betting favorites in that conference for sure. So that leads me to this. I don't want anything to do with Baltimore until they prove they can win big playoff I, games. You, I know I can't talk Same about Same deal Baltimore. with Buffalo in the way that I don't want anything to do with them. Oh, I don't think they're going to have Stephon Diggs. I think they're going to trade him anyway. This He's always described. Dallas is 15 to 1. No thanks. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> no thanks. So that brings me to, to, to three teams, basically. That brings me to the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Where if Joe Burrow can stay upright. 12 to 1. Where here's the deal Burrow's now played four seasons, okay? Got injured his rookie year towards ACL, but they were they weren't ready yet. Anyway. They were it was ready. not a good team at that point. Exactly. And he played he played half the games this year. Both of those were missed playoff years for Cincinnati. Right. In the two full seasons, Burrow has played so Burrow's played seventeen games, okay? Or sixteen games, I should say, in two seasons. They made the Super Bowl. Mm. And they were one stupid defensive penalty away from overtime in Arrowhead. Yeah. And they beat Kansas City in Arrowhead. Yeah. If Burrow's healthy, that's the team that takes the leap back in the AFC for me. Uh, yeah, they just had a disastrous now, year. Now, Higgins is a free agent, so they may ha they're going to have to probably replace him. They probably can't pay him. And A.J. McCarron's a battle hawk now. <laughs> I mean, you got to. A.J. McCarron's got more run today than he has the whole year, <laughs> know, basically. Right? <laughs> but they're the team in the NFC side that stands out the most to me. On the AFC side, AFC, should, yeah. excuse me. On the NFC side, it's the Green Bay Packers. Ooh. Where they're actually are the Packers shorter than the Lions? Fifteen right? to one for the Green Bay and da I thought that's the same. They're the same right? as Detroit. Same, both so fifteen. Same. Okay, so for me, Green Bay will play a weaker schedule than Detroit because they'll play a second, second place, place schedule, schedule as right. to a first place schedule. Yeah, Jordan Love by the end of the year made himself a top ten quarterback. He's still not all the way there, but he looked he's good. Really, really good. By the way, 
According to the updated numbers, Green Bay is now shorter than Detroit. Oh, what which is I the think, update? Which it, well, they're 12 to 1 on Green Bay. Now. Okay. I think that's right, personally. Yeah. That the Packers should be shorter than the Lions. Ooh. And I like LaFleur, and I just wonder with Detroit, if they don't improve their defense much, they need to improve it, I think, that's in true. a big way. Cam Sutton is not the answer in the second. <laughs> the Steelers let him go. Yeah, right? I mean, but, yeah, but, but, here's, but here's the thing, though. And it kind of goes back to what happened in an NFC title game where Campbell was brutally honest with the team after, hey, we might not get back here. Yeah. Which, you know what? It, he's right. Yeah, it's yeah. just the nature of professional sports. Where, some, where, look, you look at teams throughout history. where let's, Dan Marino. Dan Marino. <laughs> only got the one Super Bowl. That was it. You go to baseball. Guess what? If the Chicago Cubs didn't win the 2016 World Series, that streak would still be going. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Even with how good that group was, they only made one World Series. Yeah. They took advantage of it. Yeah. Uh, you have to take advantage of the breaks that are given out in front of you. True. For Detroit, where you're up double digits in the NFC title game, you got to get here to Las Vegas. Correct. Now, Patrick Mahomes ripped your heart out. It, it, whatever. You're, it's like the Carolina Panther team that lost to Brady, the T.O. The, the Donovan McNabb team that lost to Brady. Like, all right, sometimes you just run into the greatest of all time at that point. Yeah. Or one of the greats of all time. Sure. And they just rip your heart out. It happens. Uh, the Bengals in the 80s against Montana twice. Yeah. Like, that's, like that's sort of, that sort of thing where you just run into great players. Every, and uh, all the Cavalier teams against Jordan. They, they were probably. <laughs> well, I mean, or, or, well, that's the other example. Like, yeah. look in the NBA. Stockton Malone. Yeah. The rings. If they played in any other era, they would have probably had multiple. Probably, rings. yeah. Uh, Gary Payton and, and, and that Seattle team. Yeah, they made the same. finals one time. Why? Because they were in a Western Conference that was loaded that had Elijah on, and yeah, and guess what? The Rockets took advantage of the two finals when Jordan right. wasn't they in won there. both, right? They won yeah. them all. So, like, that's the whole thing. And I just wonder for Detroit if that was the moment, mm. and they just missed the moment. And for Green Bay, that was just the beginning. It kind of feels like it was just the beginning for Green Bay yeah. pulling that upset against Dallas and then having a real shot. When you look at the box score, that was a coin flip game in the end, the Green Bay-San Francisco oh, yeah. game. Oh, yeah. It ended up being a coin flip, even though it felt like Green Bay probably was the better team in that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They had the mo they, everything. Um, yeah, I mean, I, and you know Detroit fans are going to say the sky's falling right now anyway. Like, huh. okay, we had our shot. We're going to be back to the same old Lions next, week, next year. I don't think they will. I think there's too much talent on offense. Yeah, they can improve that defense. 15-1. to And by the way, one team you totally neglected to mention, uh, two teams, the Dolphins and the Eagles, both 18-1. to Dolphins didn't beat anybody. Nothing on the, I, I think Miami's finishing third in the East. Behind the Bills and, and the Jets. And the Jets. Assuming, the Jets? assuming Rogers stays if Rogers upright. Plays. Yes. Oh, John, what was that, John? Yeah, if Rogers stays upright, the Jets have a pretty conducive yeah. schedule to winning nine, ten games. Yeah. Key is Rogers staying upright. And I think Miami's hard regress, yeah. personally. Philly, who knows? You don't the know. The talent's still there. You don't know. They have better coordinators now. They get Kellen Moore to be the OC and Vic, and Vic Fangio, Fangio to be right. the DC. Yeah. Massive improvements. Yeah. Sirianni can really be the CEO like he was two years ago where they were in the Super Bowl. Correct. Just a question of where's Jalen Hurts? Is Jalen Hurts closer to the dude we saw two years ago or was he with this past season? Wasn't he dealing with a lot of injuries this year? With the yeah. injury. Maybe that yeah. ends up being what it was. But I don't know. I don't yeah. know what Jalen Hurts really. I don't know. I don't know if he's a legitimate top eight quarterback or he's a guy who's like in the mid tier. Yeah. One or the other. But there's a lot of talent. I'd much rather a Philly at that number than Miami. Personally, oh yeah, I'd rather have yeah. Philly for yeah, sure. I'd much rather, I'd much rather. Have, Plus the NFC over the A's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, I think Miami. Like again, we have a whole off season to go through. Yep, so, that's going to be fun. So it'll be a fun off season for me. Like if you made me say, "Hey Jeff, you have to pick the seven playoff teams right now in the AFC," I wouldn't even have Miami in the seven. Personally, uh, I don't know. So it's 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 tough. Well, look, there. It would not shock me that all three wild cards that were there this year—so Cleveland, Miami, Pittsburgh. It would not shock me if all three of them fall out and are replaced by three to five. Unless we get Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, Sean? Kirk Cousins? I don't think that's happening. I, the, the money was out there, but that would be my dream. If I could have one quarterback for two years, give me Kirk Cousins. I think you're going to have Justin Fields. I, I, don't, I don't think so. 40 games in his career, 38, 38 turnovers, I think. I think Justin you're going to have Justin Fields. I, I, you're just you're usually you. right, Jeff, and that scares me. I, I, I Usually right on these the football rumblings moves. of Tomlin really liking I, he, him. I, yeah. Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith's the He OC. loves every Ohio State. You know how many Ohio State players we've drafted? Shazier, Cam Hayward. Yeah. They love Ohio State. San Antonio, they by, love Ohio by State. By the way, I ran into Cam Hayward at Media Row oh, yeah? last week. What a gigantic human being. Did he ask about me? He, he has no idea who I am. But oh, yeah, okay. he, uh, I've, I've been next to him in a, in a function. 
giant. They're just the, giant. The guys. one thing I will say before we get out of here today, where Jonathan Ogden, with Nick to Jonathan Ogden, yes, who is six foot seven, three hundred pounds, forty five years old. Right. I think he could be slotted in the most left tackle. Absolutely. He for non NBA players. Yes. For NBA NBA players are a different type of specimen. Yeah. They just are. They, yeah. They, they, the amount of athleticism, the leanness, like True. they're you're just amazing, like specimens. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Ogden might just be the biggest non basketball player I've ever seen in my life. I was in a celebrity golf tournament where I was one of my, where the guys you were I was a celebrity. In, I was in the forest. I'm like, hey, I wonder who celebrity is going to be. I'm like, uh, oh, it's me. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> um, he was there. It was here in Vegas at the. Starts of the sea, some private, very out in the middle of the desert, really nice golf course. Cascada. Cascada, yeah. yeah. I got to play that, and I'm not even that good. Great course. It's a great course, and Jonathan Ogden was there, and he's the biggest person I've ever met. Oh, no. He's, he's, Shook his hand, and it went up to my elbow. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous just how big he is. Just insane. All right. Thank good you. Work. Thank you, Frank. I'm going home to watch Caitlin Clark break the record. She will do it in she the will first do it. quarter. That's what you It has to. She only needs eight. She'll do it. We'll be back tomorrow. Bookmakers are here. Chris, Vinny, Jimmy, they'll be with me tomorrow, 3 to 4, talking college hoops. There you go. Running the back on the Super Bowl. Who knows? We'll, we'll see what we'll do with the fellas So that's tomorrow. your foursome. I have one of the Fab Four coming in tomorrow. That's awesome. One of the Beatles will be here tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Can't wait. Tribute Act playing the South Point this weekend. We'll see you tomorrow. Sports by the <laughs> Book, 3 o'clock.